Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and I just have to apologize to the people, Andy. I couldn't pick the first touchdown score of the last game. I only got the first two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try to do better. I mean, there's only – we have a couple bowl games today, and I'm curious to see if I can pull any out of my hat. But what did you think of the football yesterday? I mean, the, the Raiders game was – interesting based on the score i don't know if it was interesting based on the way it was played um so once we got some covid news i ended up and I, I tweeted this out i played a small bet on the under in the raiders game which was a ended up being a laugher never in doubt really i mean there was some scenario where a 41 could have pushed i suppose if we had a couple late touchdowns but no, the uh, under 41 felt good so like it was horrible football but i won a little money um, you know, I'd, I'd given out, I talked about on the podcast, Vikings first half, that was a little hairier than it needed to be. But also when I talked about it, it was a smaller number than what it closed at. So anybody who took some advice, played some Vikes first half, that was, you know, that came through. I ended up with some Vikes live first quarter that again was, everything was hairier than it needed to be in that game. And then on the, on the halftime streams, we, we went with the Raiders second half, not some bueno. The uh, Miles Garrett, our, our guy Miles Garrett screwed that up for us. He, you know, forced a fumble, ended up scoring. The Browns tomorrow for you took a lead. Time. Yeah, so one and one, and one in the halftime. The second half under in the Vikings game, not 100% sure that was the right side, just based on how many times the Bears got into the red zone, but it, it turned out to be a no sweater. We were sitting there with a team in the red zone with no time left, and what, like, 14 18 points to give still didn't matter so one and one half times tonight yesterday we'll do a couple more tonight except they'll probably be concurrent is that the word i'm looking for it'd be a dual halftime show concurrent yeah, is so the word you're looking for Simultaneous, whatever 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 halftime starts first we'll go live and we'll hope that it isn't so off kilter as far as the clock stoppages and whatnot that we end up doing like a 90 minute halftime show or something ridiculous. But I would assume there will be overlap. I don't think it'll be so off. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be overlap. So halftimes will happen tonight. Um, I bet a bunch of basketball tonight. We went two and one yesterday. Uh, Here's a fun question. Which game do you think we'll get to halftime first? Seahawks, Rams, or Eagles, Redskins? That needs to be a market. I would bet on that. We'll think about that. We'll think about that and circle back to it when we get we'll to the circle back. Things. But I'm going to start um, thinking with that. It's hard to figure out. So, yeah, and, and I screwed up here. And I, I don't mean this literally. I don't actually screw up ever. <laughs> no. But I bet yeah. nine college basketball bets, not a single one of them was one of these day games. Didn't play any of the day games. There's day basketball starting at, like, noon my out. time. Yeah, so if anybody has some plays in the like the Southern Miss East Carolina game, that, that game starts in 25 minutes. There's a there's three games at noon Eastern. There's another which uh, that's a D2 school. There's another couple at two Eastern. So day basketball is happening. I just didn't bet any of that. I bet all the night games, and I said I bet nine games, nine bets in eight games. One of them already did get canceled. So I'm down a, down a bet already. So I will uh, crowdsource that as I'm going to probably crowdsource these two. Didn't play any of these uh, uh, bowl games. I don't know if you have found yourself a first touchdown score. You might have to lean on Dan a little for this. 
Well, it's I looked at the market doesn't seem to be open for the uh, famous Idaho potato bowl. We'll see if I can find one for the Frisco bowl, but uh, no one looks like they have the guts to give me a chance at a first touchdown scorer here in the potato game. Yeah, the potato bowl out there in the, the Boise's of the world. Wyoming-Kent State, the traditional Wyoming-Kent State matchup we're getting. Actually, I read, and if you'd like, and you can, and you should, Dan has put up a couple previews for these games on the Betsburg site. He wrote up an article for both of these if you want to read up a little more and catch up because that is what you need to do bowl season is be informed because there's a lot of shenanigans, chicanery, and that sort of thing. Much Opt-outs. Yeah, yeah, foolishness. That's another good one. But yeah, Wyoming minus three and a half. Nice high total here. Both defense probably can be scored on. I think I'll probably get involved in a live over if the couple first couple drives don't look so good. This one starts roughly three thirty Eastern. I bet Uh, this is probably during the deep dive this afternoon, as Dan mentioned. There, Drew's traveling out east. Where he'll be flying pretty much all day tomorrow. So we're going to do the deep dive at 3 Eastern today. So I'll be back on the airwaves sooner than later. But, yeah, no bet for me here. I'm probably going to be looking at some live overs. And if the first touchdown markets do open, we'll have to uh, we'll have to find something there. Something out. We'll figure something out. Again. I don't even see it for the other game. Maybe I scared them away. Yeah, they're, they're sick. They're sick of your shit. It's <laughs> really what's happening. And then in the other one, this one is 730 Eastern. So if you don't want to watch nfl football you can watch the frisco bowl i don't know if i'd suggest it this one had a whole mess of opt-outs i believe and again dan wrote an article about this this is how i did my research today i just read dan's articles i didn't even go off site so i think it was utsa had like eight or nine people opt out sandy neither team is you know obviously in a motivation spot to win the frisco bowl but utsa Despite all the opt-outs, it's been a fun season for them. I would think they want to end it on a high note. So maybe maybe a nice little dog price here and uh, lower total. Kind of a more sluggish uh, a sluggish offense versus a team missing a bunch of players. So this total might actually be a little high. I might uh, I might do the opposite. Look for an early score and get out in the early under market. Although I'll be watching the NFL. Who am I kidding? I'm probably not watching the fucking Frisco Bowl. <laughs> that's right well, i'm gonna be honest i'm probably not watching either of them i'll probably put them on for a minute here or there i did watch a little bit of the game yesterday there's just it's so nice all of a sudden there's all these sports going on at, at random times it's what a nice week to not have any tennis to, to hold me through andrew yeah so uh you're not gonna be what was the joke you're gonna make the tournament is in south korea oh <laughs> so you've got no you've got no got soul no soul, got no no soul. soul. It isn't soul. No soul, Andy. No tennis plays? No tennis plays. No soul. No soul. <clears throat> Again, I still don't know who most of these people are. We're down to about 20-some women in the field. I think I know who five of them are. So uh, try not to bet on people I don't know. Generally yeah, it's well. hard to put context to some of those matches when you have never seen the players it or have to, go, so. have to get on Tennis Abstract to figure them out. But the NBA will roll on. Decent slate last night, a fun little revenge win. Ferraro was yeah OKC got the win did they not OKC outright I should have sprinkled the money line it didn't it was cowardly of me our totals we got a bunch of CLV but as is the story with CLV and totals they were not even close losses oh the Bulls our under went way over our over went way under it was uh it was quite a night for totals but you know you try to do your best I don't think anybody expected the Bulls offense to look like that coming off a week of 
the rust plus the back to back, and then they just go out there and drop a million on them. So, and that was that was as surprising to me. A staunch Bulls maximalist as anyone. It's true. We'll try again today. We've got a little bit of a smaller slate. It is a TNT Tuesday. We'll get to watch some of these basketball games. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. I wonder if TNT ran away scared since there's football games tonight. I'll have to double check that. Hypothetically, these games are on TV. But a little bit of a smaller slate. Five games. We had one cancellation. Um, the Wizards and the Nets game. Looks like it's going to be postponed. Again, you know, trying to protect these teams as much as they can. You look a couple plays for us tonight. The Pistons plus eight and a half. Um, this is all the way down to seven. Uh, see if you can find a seven and a half. I think seven is still okay, but I'm really going to try to draw the line there. They're visiting the New York Knicks, a team that just is just awful last couple weeks, last couple of months. I mean, at a solid start to the season, the team just continues to get worse and worse. I think we're seeing just a combination of the acceleration of year two of Thibodeau. His message just really gets less and less impactful. It is a little bit of an older veteran team. They made some moves, picking up a guy like Kemba Walker, who just doesn't fit on this team, again, for Thibodeau at all, as it really worked out. So it's been kind of some quiet calamity up, up there in New York, and things continue to get worse. This Pistons team, again, not a great team, but catching seven points, eight points, you know, it's a really good opportunity for a young team. It's finally starting to play better, you know, kind of flatten things out a little bit on offense, trying to st- starting to find some good scoring opportunities there. The defense continues to be solid. So happy to take the points here with the Pistons tonight. Again, we're going to keep fading the Knicks until things kind of balance out here. And then the Portland Trailblazers, CJ McCollum is out. Damian Lillard is questionable. Even if Damian Lillard plays, they go against a Pelicans team that has been pretty solid defensively, slow from a pace perspective. I think they're really going to struggle to get to 110 points. Tweaking some things, I could get them as high as 108. Um, but even that was kind of a stretch for me. So if Dame Lillard's in, we're okay. If he's out, this is a great number. We'll grab a Blazers team total over under 109 and a half and you know, continue to fade a team that just looks lost to start the year. So Pistons plus the points. Again, I was able to get eight and a half, play it at seven or better. Trailblazers team total under anything 108 and a half or higher looks good. Just, just happy they only canceled one. Like we're, we're still in a pretty good I'm shape. With with the... Chuck yeah, along. Yeah, just kind of chugging along. We're still in pretty good shape with the uh, the NBA so far. Hopefully all the NBA uh, Christmas games go out without a hitch. Of all the times that I actually will sit down and watch some NBA, the, uh, the Christmas games are one of those days because – and maybe it's silly, but I do love the jerseys. And it's always just good matchups. So I'm uh, I'm done. And like as Dan mentioned in the chat, I looked it up too, but Dan beat me to it. They are on uh, TNT, both the Heat game and the late night Lakers Suns game. Look at so that. you can watch if you have a bunch of TVs. You can have college football, TNT things. basketball, and the pro football games. Probably both if you if you can figure your way around that. Um, college hoops. Well, like I mentioned, two and one yesterday. And uh, I'm gonna. I, this is gonna be a packed show anyway. Maybe I don't want to get into this. I'll get into this some other day. But I would rather go two and one than three and zero. Like always, I, I feel like I feel like I can handle a, t- a one and two day later than a, an zero and three. There's a lot of psychology behind that, but I it's love the fatalism it. of having done this for so long. We've talked about it before. It's just the idea that if you get on a streak, you as a better know at some point you're going to return to to your general overall performance. So if you win five six in a row, at some point you're going to give four or five of those back. Yeah, when I when I went on like a twelve game winning streak, maybe longer last year, 
Good and honestly, it, it kept me up at night. Like, I just waiting <laughs> for it. To, like, I'm like, is tomorrow the day I go like 0 and 6? Is there, you know, is one of these days? It was, uh, it was something. But either way, back to the well with my Manhattan Jaspers. They play again. They took, absolutely took care of business yesterday against a, just a bad Charleston Southern team. Never in doubt covering that one, really. They uh, they were up by 20 pretty much the whole game, a lot more at some points. I have them as a slight favorite against the Citadel. These have been a neutral sites, but technically it's a home game for Citadel. It's neutral site, but they're the host team. So uh, despite it being an away game, uh, Manhattan did play in this gym yesterday. And it is, you know, it, it is neutral court technically. Um, just all the nice things I've ever said about Manhattan, the team that's going to get to the line a ton, makes their free throws at a 75% clip. And then just Citadel doesn't force turnovers, doesn't shoot particularly well. A few other things I don't like about them. So plus two and a half, if you're real squirrely, the money line, uh, the ball state under, this has been on the move. I wouldn't play this if this gets too deep. I, I, I think I saw this drop a couple points already this morning. Yeah, uh, it's another one too. We're like, yeah, hey, Ball State, they run, they run a pretty fast pace, and I just don't think Eastern Illinois is going to score enough to like help them out here. Eastern Illinois' offense is bottom three, bottom five, somewhere in there. They turn it over a lot. They don't get offensive rebounds. They just they might not be able to contribute. Sometimes you end up with one of those games where if Eastern Illinois' offense doesn't show up, Ball State's not going to be forced to press. They might not run as fast as they normally do. So I have this down in the lower 130s. The Delaware Blue Hens of New. You know there's a Newark, Delaware? There is. It's Newark, not Newark. Newark, yeah. Newark. So the, it's not not Jersey. But either way, Hens have played a pretty yeah. shitty they, they they've played a pretty shitty schedule. They have a very bad strength of schedule. And that's why they're nine and three. They don't look at records ever, especially early on when you're you're playing a bunch of teams like Lafayette and Delaware State, who is clearly the worst, the worser team in Delaware. And this is a tough one because Iona's a very good team. Iona's got a lot of juice, but um, I, I still can't quite get out to this point. Delaware's a very good team. I, Iona's a great team, but they're it's still a MAC team. And not that the Colonials that much better, but I have this as closer to a four. So Delaware plus six and a half, fading, fading Mr. Patino. Uh, Air Force as a seven-point dog here against Tarleton State. Air Force, one of the best home court advantages in the league, being up there in Colorado Springs. They're not as good uh, as an away team. And I think that's part of the reason they're a little lower in the market here, but it's just a really decent shooting team for a team that has this low of an offensive ranking. And I don't, I don't rate Tarleton state very high in general. And again, don't look at the records. Tarleton states played Gonzaga. They played Michigan. Like that's why they have a, they played Kansas. Jesus. They played like three top 20 teams. So uh, don't look at their record. They're, they're the better team. But again, I make this closer to three grand Canyon in the time between putting this stuff together and coming on the show, the grand Canyon match has been canceled do not look at that so and not only that it went the other way it went up to six and a half so negative clv out the window that is gone i you can't bet on that anymore it is canceled they're not going to play that game tonight uh the rest of the games i have a couple more and two in the same i don't love the double dipping but i am double dipping 
because I've been forced to double dip on this one. I show a decent advantage for both Florida Atlantic minus the two and a half, three, and the over in that game against High Point. This is a, another goofy spot where I, I don't love doing this, but Christ, do I like this Florida Atlantic offense? I have them. I have them in the seven. Like the implied score is like mid sixties for both teams, but I have Florida Atlantic scoring well over 70 points here. So I have this over and I have them covering it. Decent three-point shooting team. Overall, just a good shooting team for an offense ranked where they're at. A little slower pace. I think that's dragging them down. And high points going to need to contribute. Hopefully not at the free throw line because they're horrible. But uh, yeah, the over and the favorite here. And then finally, the last one is the Howard Bison plus the eight. I talked to some guys this morning about this. They agreed. They gave me the confidence to play this. This is another team that they clean the glass very, very well. It's a, it's not that they're like a, a super tall, longish team, but it's Harvard they're playing. So against an Ivy League team, I definitely trust a team that's uh, good on the offensive glass, especially getting eight points here. So fading the Crimson, taking my Howard Bison plus the eight, and that'll be it until we get to tomorrow. Just a few. Just, just, the, just, yeah. Nine bets in eight games, minus one. So cancel out the the GCU. Just eight bets tonight. Vol, it's the year. It's the year of volume. It's a tiger. We're almost to a tiger year. Are course, we? What Chinese, is that? Yeah, Chinese New Year soon. Chinese zodiac is. Uh, yeah, it's about a month and a half away, but we're we're on the precipice of a tiger year. I like it. And as always, and yesterday. On a lark, Noops hit a first touchdown score in the college game, which is hilarious. I don't mean did did you know before I told you that it happened? No. I had to I had to DM you. I'm like, hey, they ran the touch, they ran the opening kickoff back, buddy. Like, I had, had a was, chance to check it. That was but there you right. That was the first time I knew it. I, I was I was like, oh my god, I, I think they ran the kickoff back. I think you won that. But <laughs> not only that, you were able to hit in the early game with was it Edward yeah, Brian Edwards? Indeed, Mr. Edwards. So twenty-two to one twice, and then it just went real chalky in the Minnesota game. Although producer Dan put himself a Justin Jefferson ticket out. Now it's always That's nice when bad. somebody wins. So uh, everybody, everybody made some money yesterday on uh, these games. And yeah, we'll be looking at this one again. Seattle, I bet plus seven, like a week, over a week ago. I feel like got some nice CLV that kind of came back and went back the other way. So this was down to four. It's back up to seven because the Rams got a bunch of players back from COVID. Seattle probably has a gripe here, but I liked it at seven before the COVID news. I liked it even better during it. Now I'm back to just liking it, the normal amount of liking it. So nice uh, lowish, mediumish total here. I don't have a take on that, but I'm all about taking the underdogs in these NFC West matchups. And noops, who it's scores underdog first? weekend? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a funky game, you know. Another spot where a lot of names at the top, you know, Cooper Cups plus four fifty. Go ahead to get the Cooper Cup, put him in the same game parlay. I, I just can't bet him at that number. It's it's far too low. You've got the Seattle running back Rashad Penny there, then the Rams running backs. Thought about maybe Sony Michelle. There's a, a one spot that has him double digits that caught my eye a little bit, but was looking for a slightly better number there. Um, you know, so you come down to the rest of it here, uh, you know. We'll start here. Uh, the tight ends, of course, Gerald Everett plus seven, uh, 17 to one. 
Um, he is sneaking up to, the, I believe, the highest target share inside the 10-yard line um, for any player on the Seahawks team. For whatever reason, they have some nice end zone packages for him. A little bit of their play action is designed around getting him the ball. He said for us, I believe, twice this year, at least once. So like Everett here, 17 to 1. Again, he should be able to find 15 to 1 or better. And then Blanton, um, Kendall Blanton, I believe, um, is going is his first name. Is stepping in for Tyler Higby. Higby out tonight for the Rams. And, you know, the Rams, again, a team. McVay loves his tight ends, looks for them all the time. Um, Blanton should definitely get some looks. Was even getting some looks in the in the last games, couple games, you know, even with Higby in. So I think he'll step in nicely. Twenty to one or better looks good on him. Was able to find twenty two. Freddie Swain, which I have to be very careful. It's not Swain, it's Swain. But Freddie Swain, someone again who is popping up, you know, the last couple weeks in terms of red zone targets inside the ten, inside the twenty for the Seahawks team. Tyler Lockett out tonight, so I believe he will slide in and catch, you know, basically pick up a lot of those targets. Although Lockett doesn't get the ball a lot in the red zone, so it should be another nice night for Swain either way. I think, again, he just steps up here. I like anything 20 to 1 or better, so 28 was a really nice find. I think there's some 25s out there. Russell Wilson, 33 to 1. Again, anything 30 or better to 1 on some of these rushing quarterbacks is kind of an auto play for me. Again, not 100%, but, you know, it's a hand injury. He's still running well. Um, you know, you look at this Rams team, they are susceptible to quarterback touchdowns, and we're not going to bet the Rams quarterback. Matt Stafford hasn't rushed for a touchdown, I believe, in like three or four seasons. So um, go ahead if you got a little FOMO. I'm not even going to place that bet myself. So a little bit of a four-pack here for the Seahawks-Rams games. And again, feel free. Please cup in daily fantasy. Put him in kind of some same-game parlays if you're that kind of person. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the big name soaking up all of it. Just a four-pack for us. Just a four-pack. And you know what? If you need more, we got a whole nother game. Washington and Philly will be taking place at the same time. Depending in which market you're in, you'll get a certain game. Or you can stream both of them, figure it out. You guys can figure it out. Philly minus six and a half. Washington plus six and a half is often the, the way things go. One team has a opposite against the spread number. Isn't that right, Alex? Sometimes I see that in the live <laughs> markets. It's not that way. Live betting NBA has been a pain. Because it's uh, sometimes the team's minus one and a half, the other team's plus three and a half. Get it together, guys. Uh, total is low here, and we don't know about the Washington quarterback. It sounded like they traveled without them, and they have yet to test. They're going to test. If the tests come up negative, they will move their ass from you know Washington, the DMV, over to Philly. It's not a long flight. They'll quickly shuttle whatever quarterback they can over there. Otherwise, we're down to the third stringer. That's why you're kind of getting a little bit of an in-between number. If we find out that uh, Heineke and Allen both can't go, this probably jumps to the other side of six and a half. So if you see this steaming up, you can probably take a big guess on what's happened to the Washington quarterback situation. Um, no play for me here. Obviously, another game play. moved quite a bit. It was CLV for Eagles fans until they moved it to Tuesday. And now it's back to basically where it was, I think. Yeah, it was. It got steamed to the bejesus belt on the Philly. It came down a little. And then if neither of these Washington quarterbacks tests out and is able to play, then it'll probably get steamed to the bejesus belt for Philly again. And Philly, fairly healthy. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what we get from Washington with, uh, you know, a lot of it. But when this game was originally going to be played was Washington was missing a bunch of defensive players, too. And this defense is taking a hit. So Philly running the ball all over their ass. And then if if Washington has a third string quarterback, this could get ugly. But that's not what we came here to talk about. We want another 
first <laughs> touchdown score. I love it. I like this. I like this one too because I like a couple of these tight ends. Yeah, it's it's a good spot for tight ends here. I mean, Goddard, look for double digits. There's really only one or two spots that has that. You know, most places did a good job. Have him around seven, eight to one. Um, you know, one of Jalen Hurts' favorite targets. Um, you know, like him quite a bit. Rookie Seals Jones with Logan Thomas on the IR. He's done really well the last couple of weeks, kind of taken over for Jonathan Bates there at the top. If you look at him, um, let me see, where was he? Yes, he's number one now in terms of red zone targets, uh, you know, inside the 20, inside the 10, you know, with even with Terry McLaurin there, he's getting more looks. So love both the tight ends out here. And then you look at the Eagles here with Devontae Smith and all these big names. You have some interesting guys here. And I'll actually start with the name on the bottom there. Uh, sorry, the middle here uh second to last kenneth gainwell has the most targets inside the 20 yard line of any player on the philadelphia eagles this year i don't know if anybody would have guessed that number two is goddard and number three is quez watkins you know so we get watkins here we get gainwell at 29 to 1 and gainwell 29 to 1 i mean not only is he receiving the ball a lot inside the red zone he's a running back he's going to get some rushes here the eagles very much a, a committee have no problem moving guys in and out here. So really like that game. Well, number 29 to one. And I know you mentioned the quarterbacks. There's a little bit of iffiness here. I grabbed Gilbert. I was able to find a 35 to one. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know much about him. Didn't really look him up. Don't really know anything about him, but the Eagles give up the most rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks of any team in the league this year. Again, it's going to just be a mess of a game. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of interesting things. The Washington football team will have ready to drawn up. And in that chaos, I think Gilbert, if they get close, they'll have a chance to sneak it in, maybe get it in on a bootleg or a rollout kind of situation. So We'll see if either of the other Washington quarterbacks come in. I'll probably look at them again. Anything 30 to one or better will be good, but looks like it's going to be Gilbert unless somebody tests positive in the next co- or in the next couple hours or negative rather the next couple hours. Yeah. That's I was going to say the, the, the a negative result. The onus is on these players. They have to, it's not like they're in without until something happens. They're out until something happens. So right now it is, you know, it is dropping all the way down to the Gilberts of the world. So we will, uh, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, keep you. They have until four Eastern, I believe, is the deadline. So, watch out for any news on that. And yeah, before we run here, in about three or four minutes, out by the. Oh, actually, it is an away game. That's why they're getting. That's why they're getting a little bit of a, a decent price. Uh, this is uh, this is an Izmir, uh, Trebzonspor, over two and a half. Little Turkish football I'm playing. Like. They are uh, they are looking to win the Turkish Super League for the first time since '84 and break the stranglehold that has been the Istanbul teams. The Istanbul teams are just trucks, all three of them, and they always win the league. So Trebzonspor to win the league would be great, but right now they're playing a, a sneaky little lower level uh, a promotion team in Alte who plays pretty wide open. So I can see them getting a few quick here and then probably conceding one. So I'm going 3-1 Trebzonspor, exact score, and over 2.5 was minus 110. So a little Turkish football to, to kill kill some time before basketball starts. With that, yeah. Hit the thumbs up and check back with us tomorrow.